Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Folks, I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Just a disclaimer, we are going to cover some topics that may be not for everyone. And we're going to use some language that's definitely not for everyone. So sit back and enjoy the show. Or don't. That's fine. We'll all calm down. Oh, she's just a little excited. I know, I know. I'm going to use good judgment. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years. But Pilgrim, you caused a lot of trouble this morning. Might have got somebody killed. And somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But I won't. I won't. The hell I will. Yo, what's up, folks? What's going on, everybody? Howdy. Guess what? As you saw from our Instagram post, it is really shitty outside. Yeah, this weather is fucking bullshit. I'm so sick of it. So you know what we decided? Guess what we decided? We decided we're going to record today. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we weren't going to record this week or anything anyway. Which, I mean, we probably were. I would think. Shut up. <laughs> so this week we are going to talk about an old west town that's not called Tombstone or Carson City or Dodge Deadwood or Dodge. Or, or Dodge. So well, why don't you uh, let them know what we're talking about? We're going to talk about Pioch. Pioch, Nevada. Oh, yeah. Good old Pioche. It's uh, 180 miles north of Vegas. 180 miles north of Sin City. But Vegas wasn't there. No, not yet. No. Vegas wasn't there for another, what, almost 100 years? I mean, the land was. The city itself wasn't. But. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Shoot, so. So, uh, yeah, the, the place was, it was settled. I don't know if you got this, but this is what I found. We can kind of compare notes here. So, I found that it was settled by these two guys, Joseph Grange and E.M. Uh, Chubbard. Oh, yeah. They well, they set up shop in the area. Um, they, Jesus, hiccup there or whatever. Burp. Mouth anyway, noise. They, um, God damn, another one. <laughs> they erected a small furnace to smelt the, the silver mm-hmm. in the area. And that didn't turn out so good. So they said, fuck it, pack up shop, get out of Dodge. No pun intended. Get out of Pioch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't Pioch then. <laughs> and it wasn't Dodge. No. Mm-hmm. No, because Dodge was in Kansas. You're mixing references, uh-huh. sir. I know. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, the area at the time was called Meadow um, Yeah. Can't talk. It was called Meadow Valley. Because it was owned by the Meadow Valley Mining Company. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah. Um, then we got this Francois. Francois L.A. Pioch. You guessed it. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Town was named after him. Yep. They all Frenchmen. In uh, 1868, he was a... Uh, he was... Well, yeah, as Kevin said, French... He was from. Uh, I guess uh, my rec- my sources well, he said he's from, from San Francisco, but he's French. Yeah, but he was French, but he was from San. He came he there from San Francisco. His... No, no, no. He <clears> never <throat> moved there. According to what I saw, 
it was he sent this guy chase uh e hoffman to actually purchase the property he sent him there he purchased the property um and kind of you know they did what they did okay so he's he's pretty much the guy that the town got its name from then yeah okay cool um I did get that, uh, the, well, the, the way I started my notes out was uh, Pioch, Nevada. It was one of the most violent, brutal towns in the Old West. Not getting to that. Not only were there a lot of deaths due to gunfights, but there's also a really, really supposedly haunted hotel um, yeah. called the Overland Hotel. But I was going to get into that. But we're I just kind of, I'm just jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, I know. You get the Overland, you get... Uh, um. Overland, you get the million dollar. Yep, which is pretty cool because how a guy's name, you know, it wasn't named the million dollar courthouse until well, it, w- it was named something else. It was like something count Lincoln County Courthouse or yeah, whatever. something like that. Which I got really excited because I was like, oh shit, it's that Lincoln County. And then I was like, no, that one's in New Mexico. Never mind. That's yeah, like you- the Billy the Kid one was uh, Lincoln County, New Mexico. Yeah, there's so many um, Lincoln counties. Exactly. Uh, I, I did find something kind of interesting from 1873. Uh, the Nevada State Mineralogist reports uh, reported the following to the state legislator uh, regarding the violence in the town of Pioch. It said about one and a half of the commu- uh, about one and the half of the community are thieves, scoundrels, and murderers. Hired gunmen were imported in at the rate of twenty a day to fight um, to fight mining claim encroachments. The sheriffs could only count on about $40,000 a year in bribe money. It was so bad that 70-plus people were killed before one person died of a natural death. Yeah. So that's the kind of town we're dealing with here. Well, I got I got more to go on that. So, but I want to jump back a little bit. Um, so before what you, know, you just said, so the 18, by 1872, the town had roughly 6,000 people living in it. That was a big town back then. Mm-hmm. But some accounts say that the, by... The time um, it reached its heyday, they had like eight thousand. Damn, I, dude, it's but two, that was it's two thousand eighteen, and the town that we live in and are recording in has got what, maybe three thousand people in it, if that. Maybe. Um. So, but you know, to, to give kind of perspective, how far the, it fell because of the silver kind of just drying up, or, yeah, or just not needing it. The the amount of residents. Is, like the number was varied. I saw a thousand in one spot, then a two thousand in another. So I'm not really sure if it's a thousand or two thousand or if it's fifteen hundred. I don't. I don't really know. Um, but that's you know, like I said, the and then uh, by 1872, the town had become the most violent town, and because of like what you said with the whole, you know prospectors and yeah, mining companies bringing in essentially mercenaries coming yeah. in to, to fight people off yeah. uh, mining yeah. claims and stuff like that. That's, that's pretty brutal. I mean, Ex- exactly. 72 people in graves already that were shot because of lead poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> uh, let's see. They said that, um, all those deaths became, so all of them came before, one person died from a natural cause, which is insane. It's crazy to think that, which it, gave, which because of that, it gave its its reputation as the baddest town in the West. Yeah, it, I mean, it, you have to be a bad town to have seventy some odd people die from getting shot or potentially stabbed or whatever, being killed. Yeah, before well, one person dies of I don't know, fucking like dysentery <laughs> or any of the other crazy wild west diseases that people got. Exactly. You know, well, it's insane. So when we get to talking about the whole. You know, different little places. You gotta remind me because I, uh, I watched something about uh, Boot Hill mm-hmm. Cemetery, which is which basically is any cemetery that during the Wild West. So Tombstone was the most famous. Boot yeah, that Hill. was that was like the Boot Hill. I was wrong at the end yeah, of the last it's, episode. It's, just, it's, it's really it's just the fact that um, I think both of us were wrong. So I thought I thought it was too. Yeah, I think we I think we agreed that it was, and then it turns out we were no no we were misinformed. <laughs> no, because. What was it? Uh, the uh, what the hell was it that was buried? I told you. Oh, I don't remember. A couple of guys. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Well, it was, yeah, more famous guys. But anyway, 
during this time, they kind of said that any of the uh, grave, uh, yeah, graves, any of the cemeteries were pretty much boot hill because a lot of the people that were buried there. Let me let me jump in here. Oh, yeah, uh, the people that you mentioned that were buried in the like big letters boot hill were uh, Billy Clanton, Frank McClury, and Tom McCle- uh, Tom McClury. Okay, and I believe if I'm not mistaken. At least two of those guys were killed in the shootout at OK Corral. All three of them, All three of them were? Okay. Yeah. And it's like, we just watched Tombstone again the other night, and those names were ringing a bell. So Yeah. They they were all killed at OK Corral. Um, You're sitting in my seat. What? You're in my seat. <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> Skin that smoke wagon. <laughs> Jerk that pistol and go to work. Oh, God. Damn it. I love that movie. I'll be your Huckleberry. Uh, so, how oh, the hell was I? I lost my train of thought. You it appears that, that my hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes where every other fucking sentence is going to be yeah. some sort of tombstone reference. And yeah. it's going to be awesome. So, you were talking about the um, the the number of deaths mm-hmm. and everything put, bring, being brought in. I did find something interesting. What's that? that? So between the period of 1871 and 72, there was 60%. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, we, we start. Between 1871 and 1872, of the whole state of Nevada, 60% of the homicides came from Pioch. So it was like the equivalent of modern day Chicago. Yeah, probably. That's fucking nuts. Chicago, Detroit, L.A. Because I, I believe Chicago's got the highest murder rate per capita in the country right now. I think so. That's a maybe. lot of... That's crazy. Um, um, so, no, all, not all of the deaths attributed in Pioch. I mean, did, I don't know if you found this out. Did, did you find any other like, deaths that were not? I, I didn't, but you can only assume that since it's a mining town... You're going to have people that were killed during cave-ins and stuff like that. And obviously, that's not a natural death either. No, no. I, I did find one. I mean, it's, I guess it's just not natural death. This isn't natural. But it was uh, back in September of 1871, the 15th, which is the day after the uh, Mexican independence celebration. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you'd have a lot of, a lot of that celebration going on. Um, they um, were ha- celebrated it and everything. Well, in the back of a restaurant, a fire started, and which quickly spread from there and went to um, this mercantile mm-hmm. that, well, it's a mercantile. It's got to have a lot of stuff in it. Yep. Well, it so happens that in the basement or cellar of the mercantile, there was 300 pounds of black powder. That sounds like a fucking party. Oh yeah, that some bitch done blew it up. The explosion actually, the, I did get some research on that, uh, some notes on that. The explosion was so big that's actually what caused the fire in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass. No, but uh, and London. <laughs> no. Yeah. Gunpowder doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't the, the 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 Great London Fire? Wasn't that it was like. Uh, it's, uh, Wasn't it like ten years later? No, it was like sixty. It was like eighteen sixty six or something like that. It was somewhere oh. in that area. Okay, okay. Um, the number of people killed were thirteen in that one fire slash explosion, mm-hmm. and then forty seven were injured. God damn. So I mean, that's gotta lead to some kind of hauntings. I mean, unsettled. Uh, yeah, that's not a not a happy you're way to die. All of a sudden, boom. Yeah, uh, you're fucking. I, Toast. I did find something else, something here about a man named William Hamblin, who was a missionary from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. You know, um, uh, Mormons. Uh, in eighteen, 18- no, no, no. Yeah. witness. No, yeah. Latter Day Saints are Mormons. Look it up. Pretty sure. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, in eighteen sixty four, a group of Paiute Indians uh, introduced him to a silver uh, silver deposit, which he sold his claim to in eighteen seventy two. The same year, he was called in to testify in court regarding ownership of the silver mine. But before being able to testify, someone slipped him a Mickey and he passed away on his way. 
he uh, he passed away on his way uh, back to his home in Gunlock, Utah. Um, after Hamblin's demise, the area quickly filled with miners, including uh, Mr. Pioch himself from San Francisco, um, who then purchased all a bunch of land. So it was, this kind of led up to the purchasing of the town. Um, but I think as far as so I can... you found that... I'm sorry to interrupt you. So you found that, that he moved there? That Pioch... It doesn't there, doesn't he... specifically say. It just says that it led to him purchasing the land. Oh, okay. Cause... So it doesn't say that he went there himself or he didn't send an associate there to do it for him. But it just says that he ended up uh, purchasing the land and forming the uh, Meadow Valley Mining Company. Okay, yeah. Cause it, uh, oh, so you found... Okay. So you found that it, that it was the Meadow Valley. Because, see, I, I found that I thought that it, was, it was actually called the Meadow Valley because of the mining company. And then he purchased it. No, the way that I found it was he, he pururchased it uh-huh. and named it the Meadow Valley mining company. Uh-huh. So again, See, that's how history works. You exactly. get two sides. Get... Where did you get, do you have a, do you have your resources noted at all? Fuck no. I okay. got them from a ton of freaking, I, so many pages and, and all that stuff that I looked at that just had so much information. Okay. Cause I, I took a lot of my historical stuff from, uh, website uh, www.stgeorgeutah.com which is the historical site the I'm sorry the historical society from St. George Utah it's their website and they have uh they've got a bunch of research done on it including a guy that um is an actual like full-blown like Indian? N- no, like full-blown like Swede historian like went Shit. to college graduated <laughs> became a historian and studied that whole general area. So he, I would figure he would know more of what he was talking about than me, who's the farthest west I've ever gone is Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> you know. Um, so I say furthest northwest, or so I say southwest? Either or. Furthest northwest, Oregon. Southwest, eh, well, actually be central because that would be Colorado. Furthest southwest I've ever been is Virginia. I know, I know. Yeah, I don't. I haven't. I don't get out much, but that's okay. Um, Well, technically, that's the furthest west you've been was Virginia. Actually, I've been to West Virginia too. That's that's so. There you go. Well, Virginia's south. I mean, depends where you go. Where I don't know where you. I went to. I was in Morgantown, West Virginia. But yeah, but where'd you go in Virginia? uh, Virginia. Oh Jesus, we were like over in DC. Oh, so that's not that. Yeah. Uh, in 1871, Pioch became Nevada's Lincoln County seat, which I'm not sure what that means. If maybe that's like the capital of the county or something like that. Do you have any idea? It became its what? It became uh, Lincoln. It became Nevada's Lincoln County seat. So, I don't know. Not sure. Um, but this is where we get into. Do you have anything on the million dollar jail? Oh, yeah. I got okay. stuff on it. So I'm going to lead you into that. Go ahead. So this is where plans were made to build a courthouse at the cost of $26,400, which in today's money is $548,772.99. However, not even a courthouse was immune to corruption. Luis Benitez, a current resident of Pioch and tour guide, told the story of what what was referred to as the million-dollar courthouse. The money to build the courthouse was raised with bonds and completed a year later. Costs had escalated to more than $88,000 because of alterations, overrun, uh, overruns, mismanagement, and kickbacks. The Board of Commissioners issued cert- uh, certificates, in, of, I'm sorry, certificates of indebtedness at a high rate of interest. By the end of the century, and four years, la- uh, four years after the building had been condemned, the final payment was made. The total cost was nearly a million dollars. So I'll let you take it over from here. Well, no, I, I didn't. Um, I mean, I got that part. I got that, that, but it said that what I got was the fact that it, because I think they said by the, the 1920s, that it reached a million dollars because the interest was never paid. They didn't want to pay it. Oh. So it, because they were like, oh, well, we're, we're, we're going to, we want to add this on. We want to add that on. But then they never paid it. And it just kept escalating higher and higher because like you like you said the high interest rate that was put on right. to the uh, onto the the 
Building materials, right. I guess you would say, and right? I, I wanted to mention this now that you brought up that year in 1920. A lot of people don't realize that the Wild West was still the Wild West until like the early 1900s, like 1910. It was still pretty much like dudes riding around mm-hmm. on fucking horses shooting each other over card yeah. games and shit like that. That was a little over 100 years ago. Yeah. And I, that shit was still going on, which well, is crazy. Well, I mean, even hell, when, he, when Vegas was built. You know, that was back in what the forties, thirties or forties. Yeah, it was still. I mean, it was very little. I mean, it, was, it wasn't as big as it is now. It started off small, yeah. and then and that was, you know, there was no cowboy types running around really then. That was when the mafia came in. Yeah, like, La Costa know, Nostra, yeah. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> ah, look it up. He was yeah. connected. Yeah, he was. But uh, yeah, I, I believe it was nineteen twenties. The debt was actually forgiven. Oh, that's good. At least. So, <laughs> so all um, those people that that died years later that ended up having to pay ass loads of money are like ah, forget yeah, about it. Yeah. The, the, the here's the strange thing. What I find strange is <clears throat> everyone that was hanged in the town. Okay, because we went over hanged and hung uh, last week. Yes, we did. Good. <laughs> I'm not Every- sure how many people were hung in that town, but a few were hanged. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> they were hung while they hanged. I think you have to be. I think you can be hanged and not be hung. That's true. But you can also be hung and not be hanged. That is true. You know? as well. Or you can be hung and hanged. Yeah, you can. You can be both. Exactly. Exactly. Or you can be neither. Yeah, you, it's up to. It's up to if you want to be a good person and have a, you know, giant whopper of a wiener, or you just want to be a a bad guy, have a tiny little uh-huh. dick. It's fine as long as you know you can whatever. Exactly. <laughs> well, that just escalated. Okay. <clears throat> Moose stick. <laughs> so the courthouse, uh, like I said, had a list has has a list of every single person that's been hanged or was hanged. Better question: Is there a list somewhere else of the people that are hung? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they keep that one in the back room. <laughs> um. Judge just sits there and looks at it. You sons of bitches! I'm gonna get all of you. So I I did find that information where where you say where you gave that account of from uh, what's his name the the dude that that went there. Uh, Luis Benitez. Yeah, yeah. The current the current resident. Is that tour guide there as well? Sure. Yeah, yeah. That sure. said that said about the town. Of you know the the sheriffs and the oh yeah yeah okay the judges that's, well that's yeah the guy. I mean between the eighteen sixties and seventies the judges and sheriffs made between forty k and sixty k per year in bribes that's a freaking ton that's of money that's a fucking load of money yeah so you could say they're pretty well corrupt okay so you said forty thousand the cost of the courthouse originally was supposed to be twenty six thousand four hundred which was well over half a million dollars. So those guys were looking at probably three quarters of a million dollars a year in bribes. That's a ton of money. Well, yeah, I mean, all those bribes were to get you out of jail, or well, I mean, you know, this, or to this keep is, you from ever even going to trial. Yeah, you know. But this is my wager: is it's probably, I mean, it's probably haunted. I mean, there were, I guess, was there accounts of a couple of people that did escape, and I, I saw one where, um. I think it was by the same guy that that was that you, um, Mr. Benitez. No, no. That you got your information from that uh, was it? He was, uh, maybe it was him. He said he was talking about the whole jail and getting million dollars. There, there was like a group of like four or five guys, something like that, that actually escaped, and the. The sheriff at the time, don't, I guess, don't. was pissed. Anyway, anyway so well, let's cut that out. Anyway, so the, the 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 sheriff at the time was pissed that they escaped. So we'll cut that part out. Uh-huh. So anyway, the sheriff at the time that the, these guys escaped was pissed. So what does he do? He hunts them all down, and you'd think that he'd bring them all back. Oh fuck that! Just kill him. He did. All of them. My man. Yeah. There was another guy that escaped. 
But he didn't get very far. I guess he you know, didn't. I guess he was a dumbass. Or made something. a good run, but he ran too slow. Uh, I don't know. I guess he was just a dumbass. He did something. He made. He made a. I don't know. He just did something stupid. Did he make it as far, or if not further, than Juarez, Mexico? No, Come on, goddamn it! I'm trying to do Johnny Cash here. And no, that son of a bitch with your no. research. No, I don't. I, no. Okay. There was. I mean, I did find one death. Did you find any deaths in the, in 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 there? I did not. Okay. You didn't do as much research as me, goddammit. I did. I just did it in different places because yeah, I got some fun facts about the town from throughout history. Uh, okay. Well, the so this guy, Schaefer, writes that in uh, November 1870. Oh, wait. Hold on. Before I continue on. Cool fact. Cool thing. So I did find some information. There was this news article. I think that's where I got this from. Anyway, there was like several like new, little news articles that, that were from the area. Mm-hmm. Where actually Pioch got written about, and one of them was they didn't stand a chance. <laughs> I guess after, or, or somewhere like after this period, or just around 1872, 73, somewhere like that, because there was so much uh, testicular fortitude you know, coming going in the area, women started coming in, and that's when you get the whorehouses and everything. Well, <laughs> I've got some stuff about the ladies. I, I guess, like, I don't know if you found this part, this one, but the men <laughs> formed this, like, He-Man Women Haters Club or, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and they they were, like, they, they put themselves, like, at a meeting. Secret. So the women couldn't find out. Had to be secret. <laughs> Give two knocks, you know. There, there's there's yeah. a there's is that a po- you Johnny there's a poorly painted this sign is... on the uh, poorly painted sign on the door that says no girls allowed G U R L S oh Jesus so it turns in it turns into the town of fucking little rascals after they've grown yeah. up and started drinking whiskey and shooting each other yes but <laughs> yes sort of didn't go out so well they were having the meeting vowing that you know they 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 wouldn't do whatever blah blah, blah this and that other thing and, well, next thing you know, the, the women find out about this. They come a knocking. They come in, and things start to happen. They all <laughs> and, start to fucking. Yeah. Well, th- this is what they. I guess. I guess this is what they're trying to get at was by these women coming in, it reduced the amount of deaths. Well, yeah, because it's not just testosterone floating around. Like my dick's bigger than yours. No, it's not. Pew, pew, pew. Now they can get laid and they just chill out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So by them coming in, you know. So I, I even have a little bit of background on these ladies uh-huh. that we were just talking well, about. Well, let me okay. finish on, the, on the, my thing on, the, on this. So this guy Schaefer, he writes that in uh, November of 1872, uh, Black Hawk, I'm, I'm going to murder his name, last name, but... Uh, Black Hawk Smith Oria Muno Close enough uh, Committed suicide in his cell This is like one of the only deaths I could find But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there probably was more You know cause I guess the jail cells were pretty small And you know And they don't really talk about how prisoners were treated anyway Yeah uh, He had been arrested a few days prior for Displaying indications of a Disordered mind So he was pretty much what Arrested for being nuts? Yeah, but you got to remember back in that time period, there was a, there was literally, I found a, for a while, like a while ago, I found a thing where there was literally over a hundred reasons that you could be put into a mental asylum. And I think I have that attached to... Well, he wasn't put in for that. Well, no, but... Well, he like, wasn't put in an asylum. Some of some of the things are like reading novels, shit like that. We're just like, oh, he's, he must be crazy because he's reading fiction books. Well, okay. so we're, we're just going to say he was crazy. Right. Um, he had given himself a gash on his neck with his own knife. So he tried to cut his own throat or he did cut his own throat? Tried to? Ugh. I don't know. Yucky. Um, he was locked in a, in a cell one day. The very next night, Schaefer wrote that Blackhawk tore a two inch wide strip of his bed tick, tied one end with, um, to the grate on the cell door. 
made a double turn around his neck with the other end, stood on a bucket, and stepped off. Oh, fuck. Um, so, and then, you know, he basically died. The problem with that is, that kind of height is not enough to break your neck. You would suffocate. So he was probably there for... He choked himself to death. Yeah, he was probably there for minutes just suffering before he died. Oh, damn. Which probably leads to the fact that it's probably oh, haunted. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. So, Overland. Want to oh, talk about that? Let, let, let's get back to the to the women folk real oh, quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. So... I did find uh, the very first women that moved into these mi- into these mining camps were uh, German girls called Hurdy Gurdy girls, which is a uh, a type of woman that was originated in Europe in the eight- early eighteen hundreds, uh, when poor farmers found it easier to sell wares and then when poor farmers found it easier to sell things when accompanied by a dancing girl playing the Hurdy Gurdy musical instrument. Whatever the fuck that is. I have no idea. I'm guessing it's some kind of, uh, I don't know, bass backwards accordion or something. It's German, so some kind of a polka box. Um, hurdy-gurdy? Yep, H-U-R-D-Y-G-U-R-D-Y. The first girls... So it's like a bass backwards, like, it's... It's like an accordion's retarded cousin, right? Not really. No? It's Damn like it. It's like a guitar. It's a guitar's, like... Retarded cousin. Does it have like a bent neck on it at the top? Uh, yeah. Hold it on. comes up and then kind of bends around. You can buy one for seventy bucks. Oh fuck that noise! It looks like a, it looks like a fancy loot kind of. Sort of. Um, the first girls though, along because yeah, I mean it looks, interrupt you, but it, yeah, because you play it instead of playing it from you know you have the neck, you know, and then you play the the. The strings below. Yeah. You play it from the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like a loot. Okay. Um, the first girls, though a long way from virginal status, were so prized that they did not have to participate in prostitution. There were so few women in the early dance halls that they were appreciated and ex- and expected to follow a respectable, uh, respectable behavior code. So basically, they were like high-class strippers, kind of, except if you touched, you'd get shot instead. No, 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 hot plat, hot, or no, oh, really? They, they, they said they didn't have to resort to prostitution to make money. Oh. So, um, so a miners would go to the dance halls just to see the women pass through. So they wouldn't, you know. So strippers, not hookers, even though both are now legal in the great state of Nevada. Now let's go talk about some spooky shit. <laughs> so they were, I've never heard of a high-class stripper. They like fancy strippers that you're not allowed to touch or probably throw money at like an animal you probably can throw money at them right i don't know but you just can't touch them no well and you can't really touch a stripper anyway yeah depends but if you go to a strip club the best thing to do is just talk to them they're people you know sit down and have a conversation with one that's true that's true that's very, very true. You're, we'll we'll have right. to have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird, weird shit. But that's okay, no so, problem. Do you have any background information on the Overland? I do, but I found something even more entertaining that I wanted to start off with for the Overland. Go ahead. Okay, so I wanted to start off my part of the research on the Overland with something that I took from, of all places, TripAdvisor. <laughs> I found a review for the Overland Hotel, room number ten. The review is. The review uh, was from November 13th, 2011, and it starts, Room number 10 in the Overland has a poltergeist problem. Big letters on poltergeist. My brother and I were on a road trip from Montana to Las Vegas and Phoenix and decided to stop in Pioch, Nevada. To, well, That should have been a full stop. We decided to stop in Pioch, Nevada to grab some dinner and try our luck on some slots. Not sluts. <laughs> After some lengthy conversation with a very uh, very pleasant local woman, we decided to follow her advice and check prices for a uh, for a night at the Overland Hotel. We met the night clerk, a Nevada cowgirl, who was more than eager to to visit with the two out of town or the two of us Montana cowboys. Sure, about the town of Pioch, its wild and rugged mining history, and things to see and do in the area. She was a clever gal. She suggested that we stay in the hotel that night. <laughs> Clever. Shoot her! 
Um, Sorry. <laughs> Jurassic Park. God damn it. Still a good movie. Um, anyway, she suggested that we stay in the hotel that night and seemed adamant about giving us room 10. Bitch knows what's up. <laughs> She's like, fuck these goddamn out-of-towners. I'm going to scare the shit out of them. Well, they're douchebags. Yeah. They're getting room 10. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> Fucking dickheads. Leave me a $3 tip. <laughs> Don't even eat the mint I left on the pillow, you fucks. You touch that fucking mint, I will beat the shit out of hey, you. no, no, no. They don't care about the mint. If you take the leftover, like, shampoo and shit, they'll stab you. Hmm. Don't take the towel. Still to this day. No, you, dude, do you know how much trouble you get for taking a, pl- a blanket or a, a pillow from a hotel? I don't know. Dude, they will fucking, like, because you have to have your card on file. They'll charge you, like, $100 for a pillow. Fuck that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway. When I said we might look around some more, she quickly uh, honored our military service with a discount for room number 10. When I jokingly asked her, why room, uh, why room 10? What's up with that? She flashed a foreshadowing wicked grin and replied, it's a mini suite with two separate rooms. Perfect for two rowdy cowboys like yourselves. We thought that this was a pretty cool compliment and the price seemed good. Uh, seemed pretty good for the extra space. Although the room was dated with crazy orange, quote, shagadelic. 70s carpet and had <laughs> it had not been remodeled like the rest of the rooms in the hotel we really had no complaints that is until about four o'clock in the morning that's when the weird shit happens of course it's between fucking midnight and five every time because that's just how shit is i was staying in the sub in the sub room side of number 10 that is without a door and my brother was in the area where the in the area with the bathroom and closing door okay so one sleeping in kind of like a breakfast nook, it sounds like. Hold on, say it again? I was staying in the subroom side of number 10 that is with a without a closing door, and my brother was in the area with the bathroom and closing door. Oh. Whatever that means, I, I don't know. Hmm. This review, this didn't, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, at 4 a.m., I awoke to see a, to see a type of, faint shadowy figure in the foyer between our rooms it moved into and around my room and then went back out i was a little freaked out and, st- and startled but figured it was just my imagination nothing to worry about after all i was really tired and it was like four o'clock in the morning after four thirty-eight a.m the door to my brother's area slammed shut and then what sounded like a small ruckus started uh, started to happen I was pretty tired and figured he was just moving his bags around looking for something he lost or was just frustrated with my occasional snoring. Moments later, into my room bursts my brother, completely freaked out and clearly upset. He said a shadowy being came into his room, slammed the door shut, and then attacked him by holding him down on his bed with a pillow to the point that he couldn't even breathe, let alone yell for help. (laughs) I was trying to rape him. This ghost was trying to get some. Come here, bitch. (laughs) And he said no, and the ghost didn't listen. Uh-huh. So he like the ghost got a little like Harvey Weinstein about it, and was like, "Listen, you ever want to sleep in this hotel again? I know you like to be smothered. Yeah, I'm gonna suffocate you and then do sex to you while you're sleeping." Ooh. <laughs> yes, I said not ha- not have do sex. Yeah, well, which is even worse. Exactly. Uh, he said he struggled and tried everything he could to break free, but couldn't until it finally stopped and was gone. So I'm guessing the ghost finished and then took off. I heard the ruckus and it was real. He was scared to death. So under the room tip section, choose the nicer and newer remodeled quote theme rooms. They are clean and nicely decorated. Avoid staying in room number 10 unless you want to have a potentially dangerous supernatural experience. There's obviously a very angry poltergeist staying there who never checked out. So I think you just got to figure out when Sam and Dean are rolling back through Nevada have them stay there, salt it, burn it, kick its ass, call it good. You know, I think this is this, this is the same room. I think I saw this on Ghost Adventures. They, uh, oh, that guy's a douche. I can't stand him. Who, Zach? Zach. Hey, oh, it's, ugh, uh. You're a douche. I am, but I can't stand him either. Well. Muscle man wearing a child's medium shirt. Fuck off. Put a sweatshirt on, you asshole. <laughs> And his last name is Baggins, not Bagans. Like, no, 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 no. He's fucking Frodo's, like, big steroid cousin. Listen, people don't tell you how to pronounce your last name. I don't care. I just don't like him. He's a douche. That's fine. What? Put that over there. No, jackass. I got the thing on my computer, too. 
No, remember because it interferes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Um, fuck you, asshole. I'm gonna. No, <laughs> fuck you, asshole. <laughs> the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, this was back when I can't think of his name. Another guy that used to be on the show is not 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 on there anymore. They went there, and uh, right before he spent the night. Well, because he had heard about stuff about. I think it was this room. And because I guess there was a Navy SEAL that was spending the night there, big bad Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they did. I don't know. Must have tried to sex them or something. Right. Took his mm-hmm. hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> it must have tried to don't get up inside him because he, I guess he got the fuck out of there. He like got his shit. He's like, I'm out later, bitches. Don't. <laughs> Big bad freaking Navy SEAL. I've, I'm out. I've been in live fire situations. I've killed people. I don't fuck with ghosts. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that shit. I got my hair gel. I got my $800 sunglasses and I ran. No offense <laughs> to any Navy SEALs. You can probably kick the shit out of both of us at the same time. It's just fun to pick on. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but so this guy, he stays in the, in the night there. And also like at, I don't know, about one, two o'clock, whatever it was. He hears shit going on, flips on his camera, starts filming, and he opens up his, uh, what the hell is it, vanity, or whatever the hell it is, armoire, I don't know. Box of sex toys. I think it's armoire, because it has, you know, you hang your shit up inside of it, and then, but anyway. Most people hang clothes in there, not shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, whatever. But you imagine trying to put shit on a coat hanger? It wouldn't stay there. No. <laughs> Especially after a hard night of hard drinking and boozing and shit. Oh, oh yeah. And you drink schlitz or, uh, or dude, or natty nat- ice. Natty. You, you you couldn't hang that in a plastic bag. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, no. <laughs> if you froze it, you might be able to get it to stay on the on the coat hanger. Possibly, but then you got to touch it. Yeah, format. No, I don't want to touch my own so beer shit. To, That's gross. Has to be slightly gotta be solid solid but yeah not painfully bit. solid but you know no. malleable at least <laughs> that just took a left-hand turn yeah but anyway he he was filming it and all of a sudden you see like the coat hangers they, they, they open they start swinging because he you know, opened up the door right and it's, it's not very really sturdy so shit started to swing well they start to settle down and then all of a sudden they start swinging again like something had Shut the door or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, so that, that is pretty cool, though. Poor yeah. fuckers. <laughs> Get stuck in that room. Yeah. Yeah. So a little background on the place. It was built in 1908 by Dan Griffiths. Um, it's located at 662 Main Street in Pioch, Nevada. No shit. I, and, you know, I, I found pictures of it now. And it looks more like, uh, it doesn't look so much like the saloon and hotel that it was built to be. It looks like a really cheesy fucking gift shop now. There's like shit hanging in the windows. It's like, ah, oh, it just looks like one of those places you'd go there and buy a t-shirt just to say that you were in that town hmm. and then you leave. Hmm. So it's like three quarters of Lake George, New York. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> the Now, it didn't become famous until the second owner. It didn't really get its notoriety, I should say. Okay. Um, the owner, the second owner, his name was George Sherman. He was the mayor of the town from 1911 to 1915, and he was also an assemblyman. Did he ever march to the seer? Are we talking about a different Sherman? Different one. Okay. I'm pretty sure, because I don't think it would, no. Because I mean, they're both George Sherman, so I just wanted to make sure. Mm, no. That he wasn't hiding his past. No. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure not. Yeah, I killed a bunch of people, but now I'm trying to be an upstanding businessman, and I bought a hotel, potentially haunted, but it's fine. Well, it I'm making it work. Ha- it wasn't haunted at the time. <laughs> Maybe it was. I'm not sure. It probably was. Probably. He also was credited with uh, founding the Fallon Electric Company and the Churchill County Telephone System. Now, let me tell you, I have to sidetrack here. Putting in Churchill County, my goddamn computer decided that... It, it was going to be one word, not two. Church Hill was not going to be Church Hill. It was going to be C U R 
C H I L L. No, you like dumbasses. Winston. Yes, not not like the church, church on the hill, hill, essentially. Yeah. Yes. I'm like you. Fucking so so you, you had the uh, you had the gangstar experience that I had from last week. Exactly. <laughs> Except um, yours was not some awful rapper. Yours was a shitty phone system. Yeah. The hotel attracted all kinds of people due to being located on the Lincoln Highway. The types of people that came to the hotel were ditch diggers, local ranchers, politicians, civic hookers. leaders. What? What? <laughs> hookers? Probably. Mm, I don't know. Maybe could be. Possibly. Well, they were probably with with these people. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I said ditch diggers, local ranchers, politicians, civic leaders, and travelers. Makes sense, right? Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that's pretty much it. Kind of the background on it uh let's see you probably have some accounts huh i've got a a couple couple. um i got a couple myself i've got one from a a lady named stephanie haluzic oh hey i have that one too i don't know how i think i pronounced that right and if i didn't i don't care it's a weird last name and it's got a z in it strangely so uh stephanie haluzic of panuka panuka yeah not paduka panuka uh who has been working as a maid and bartender at the Overland for six years and said she has on many occasions experienced visits from spirits, other than the ones at the bar, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) She said that when she first started working at the hotel, she never thought about it being haunted until she started hearing footsteps and voices and realized she wasn't alone. So this one time I was upstairs cleaning and went into room eight and opened a door, Haluzik said. I left and got something and came back in and find a fucking ghost sitting there. What is she turned into fucking you know, from, hey, from Wisconsin? Hey, I don't know, dude. My accent sucked. You you do it. <laughs> don't you know. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. A mist in the shape of a body. It started floating across the room. <laughs> that that instance uh that instant she said made her a believer. A while later she was in the laundry room folding a towel when a heavy glass I almost said heavy ass ashtray. Heavy glass ashtray came flying across the room. I said, okay, I'll stop smoking in here. (laughs) I don't want to. I I didn't smoke in there for years. I've never been afraid. I've never felt threatened. I'm thinking it's one of like one of the ones I would have like we have over at my house. It was my grandmother. So it's like two feet tall and it's all fucking metal with a big glass thing in the middle of it. I was thinking it was like big old round one, you know. Thick fucking glass. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's the ones like, that like have like, like four points and shit pounds. on them. Yeah, they look like four fucking pounds. Yeah, it looks like a round meat tenderizer with a it, hole in the middle and of it. It breaks and it doesn't just you know break and like shatter into small pieces. No, it's fucking chunks. Yeah, it looks like fucking like yellow ice cubes on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've it's, been hit with those before and they suck. Yeah, well, not really hit. I had one dropped on me. Get smacked in the fucking head. Get knocked unconscious. Oh, I dro- We were moving one and Jeffrey dropped. My brother dropped it on my foot. I thought it broke my goddamn foot. So, <laughs> fuck. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't smoke in there for years. I've never <laughs> never been afraid. I've never felt threatened. But by all means, the Overland is haunted. <laughs> okay. You got any, any other uh, accounts? So, so you went from fucking, you know, Wisconsin to fucking Irish? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you do an accent for the next one then, Don't mister. you know. Oh, I'm the cover. Oh, this this next one's going to be easy, though. The guy's from Brooklyn. You can pull that off. I don't know of any other. That's oh, I've got I, one I from Brooklyn. I thought I had more than one, uh-huh. but it's just the one. Okay, what do you ha- which one do you have? Just That's that it. one? That's okay. It. Uh, I've got another one. Uh, a gentleman, a 59-year-old man, Doug Hendershot of Peoch, who was originally from Brooklyn, worked in the hotel for around three years and said one time a young man rented a uh, room f- uh, for a month. Room number 23. After not seeing him for the few days, for a few days, few days, yeah, he hadn't seen him for a few days. The maids checked his room and found him. Holy shit! I was going to make up the fact that they found him dead, but I he didn't was, have to right? because he was actually dead. Oh yeah, goddamn! I did. I think I did see this one. Um, another time, a man ran from room ten and said that someone had tried to smother him in the middle of the night. So, that was the Navy Seal. Oh, was it? Yes, <laughs> Bra, Somebody tried to like fucking. Smother me out in my sleep, and I didn't like it. He Aww. was trying to get the sex. <laughs> it was trying to get the sex like they did with the other the other guy. Yep. And trying to get the butt sex. Well, he, he denied him. 
and ran the fuck out. <laughs> uh, where were we here? Uh, aside from these uh, these occurrences, Hendershot said he had also experienced his own strange encounters. When I was walking down the hallway, sometimes. <clears throat> Got a little Bernie Sanders there for a second. <laughs> we don't want to give anybody any more taxes. Sorry. <laughs> when I'm walking down this hallway, sometimes I'll see a person standing here, Hendershot said, pointing to where one hallway intersects with the main hallway. Then I'll walk back and look, and no one will be there. Jesus fucking Christ, he's gone. It's like magic. Motherfucker was there, and now he's not. Despite the attention the hotel receives for its paranormal activity, residents of Poch say that that's not all that's haunted. Kathy, oh, really? Yeah. Kathy Hyatt, who was born and raised in Poch, said that she believes the spirits wander the streets as well. Uh, my gr- And this is her. My granddaughter was playing at my dad's barber shop, and she looked up and waved at something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, I saw this. She waved. I, I was going to... I was going to put that in, but I was like, ah, probably you had some shit. Oh, yeah. So she, yeah, she looked up, waved at something, and then the, then they were like, what the hell are you waving at? What are you waving at? She goes, was it the man or whatever? Let's see. Uh, we looked to see what it was, and there was nothing there. She waved again, and we said, who are you waving at? And she said, that man, that man, him, smoking. So that kind of leads into another theory that I have with, like, ghosts and stuff. I really think that kids and animals are more sensitive to spirits than like adults. Um, probably have my brother come on here, come on and talk about one uh, where his stepson had seen some shit at the house they're living in. He uh, he's like, buddy, who are you waving to? He's like, oh, that man, that man on the stairs. And my brother was like, what? Oh yeah. yeah there's there's a man on the stairs. Well, and it was they're, like they're younger. And there's there's More actually or something. not just that there's actually a difference in the way they see things because they can actually see things on closer to a UV level than we can. Mm. It's kind of fucked up, you know. It's it's really weird. It's um, kind of like odd because you like younger you comprehend things, I guess, sort of. But then as you get older and you, it's kind of weird when you are like young, you can see that cross that veil mm-hmm. well when you're near death right th- like i i had i took a class death and dying and that sounds so just inspiring and not at all depressing oh it was because I, oh, I actually had to my, i took it was taking the class and we had to watch actually had to watch a lady basically pass away and oh. i i had just had my aunt pass away oh jesus and man. my professor was like oh, if you don't want to watch it don't watch it but you know um you can watch it. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I'll stick it through. And closer she got to that point of where she was getting ready to die, she would start to see things, mm-hmm. like see people, people that had already passed that that had already yeah. passed, or see other things like angel or whatever. You know, or she saw. I think she saw like leprechaun or something like, you know, just doodling around. But then she'd snap back. So it's just kind of like when you're on those two spectrums, you become more heightened. Right. It's like, well, why can't you? Like Some people in the middle can be like that. Because honestly, I the way I feel about it is I think when you're in that middle part of your life from like late childhood to late adulthood, you get so jaded with shit that you, you know, you go, that can't be real. That, that's, that's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. And. Or you, you just, block it out of you block the possibility of it completely from your mind, or, or so you just ignore it. And then when you do see something, it fucking blows your mind so badly that you have to go back and reevaluate everything that you thought about it. Or maybe well, this is my this, we were just talking saying that, and I just kind of like popped in my brain. Maybe it's more like we can have we have that ability, mm-hmm. but. As we get a little older, past you know, whatever the age might be, it slips away from us. Yeah. To be able, then once we're getting closer to death, it comes back I for some that. strange reason. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wow, we got really serious there. I, know, I didn't like weird. that at all. That was weird. But well, anyway, um, yeah. So any other? 
yeah, uh, I just wanted to kind of round it out. Um, Pioch was known as one of the most violent towns in the Wild West, like we were saying before. And during its heyday between the years of 1868 and 1875, some 10,000 miners pulled $100 million worth of silver from the hills. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot of money. How much was it? $10 million? Hundred million. Hundred million. Oh, yeah, ten thousand. Off some, by one zero. Some ten thousand miners pulled a hundred million dollars worth of silver out of that place. Wow, it's crazy. You know, that's so it. Fucking, that's that's, that's just an, unbelievable. A, so, well, places like Carson City, Tombstone, and Dodge get all the credit for being the most badass towns in the Wild West. Pioch, I really think, is sorely overlooked. Yeah. Because you don't get a lot of people talking about it. I had no idea what the hell this place even was until you brought it up. It's just pretty fucking cool. Yeah. The, the uh, so boot hill. Mm-hmm. I want to get. I I covered that as well. I had a little stuff, some stuff about that. So, boot hill is is their cemetery, which basically is just, you know just if you die with your boots on, that's where, you know just where you got yeah. buried. Um. Apparently, in this one portion of the cemetery, there are a hundred graves where murderers were just buried. And some had gravestones, some didn't. Jesus. Um, there are possibly two of these were men that were sentenced. Can't talk. Sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. They were told, "Dig your own grave." That's fucking rad. <laughs> Dug the grave, and I guarantee they got done. Boom! Hand me the shovel so I don't have to pick it out of there from under your corpse. Here you probably, go, boss. Yeah. Bam! And just yeah. drop a fucking shovel and they it fucking over. Probably just fell right in the grave. Yeah. You know what would make it more easy? Lemon squeezy. What would have made it more convenient is if you had both of them there, make both of them dig their graves, you fucking cap one of them, and you go, okay, your ass is burying him. <laughs> I'm only burying one person while I'm out here. Then yeah, you put him in his and fucking they, uh, throw some dirt on well, him, call it good. They, was it some, some of the graves? I, I was watching this thing, a little documentary. Um, we were talking about Boo Hill, and some of the, the, the markers have like did have some stuff on it like one of the guys was uh he was a uh, i can't remember like the real wording but he was like a, a, a jerk basically whatever it was and he was shot five times in the back so there he did he's dead <laughs> jesus <laughs> it was kind of like almost like you know like a uh, like a little rhythmic rhyme oh to yeah it. like uh like in tombstone that first one you see when they roll into town yeah uh, yes exactly yeah Fuck, I can't remember it. But. So it's kind of like we had a they had a sense of fucking humor back then. Well, yeah, it was you know like a limerick almost for you know hey, this guy's an asshole. We shot him a bunch. Fuck him. Uh, bye, uh-huh, douchebag. <laughs> uh, now, so that that's pretty much you know that's all I could find really on Boot Hill. I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't really anybody famous nobody buried famous there. buried there, but there's a lot of people buried there. <laughs> that one, yeah. Now there is another cemetery. Beside it? So Boot Hill would have been like the Old West equivalent of like Evergreen Cemetery or whatever, where there's like a fucking million of them across the country. It's like yeah. you, punch, you punch an Evergreen Cemetery into Google. If you don't have your uh, mm-hmm. your location thing turned on, you're going to find thousands of them. Yeah. Because it's just a common name. You of know, course. It's easy enough. Now, the Overland wasn't the only, only hotel at one time. There was another hotel. Oh. It was called the Mountain View Lodge. Which is no longer. It's defunct now. And this is the bright spot. They took all the funk out of it. I know. This is the bright spot of the whole place. In the nineteen in nineteen thirty, President Hoover, when he was passing through, spent the night. And I guess um over the years, you know, before it was shut down or whatever, uh like many US senators stayed the night there and uh several of the Nevada state governors hmm. had spent the night. But now it's defunct. No more funk. Yeah. The Stevie funk. Wonder left a long time ago. Yeah, poor fuckers. But that's gone. You know. But that's uh, that's pretty much what I have. Um, that's what I came up with for all my stuff. And it was a pretty uh, interesting town. <laughs> kind of uh, kind of leads you to think that when you have a badass town like this, it's there's that many there's, people dying. Unnaturally, some shit's got to be going down there. Or, well, you get 10, no, go back to 10 million, no, 100 million dollars worth of of silver ore mm-hmm. taken, or whatever, taken out of mines. Mm-hmm. 
going to be some deaths. Absolutely. You got cave-ins, you've got people getting shot over silver claims and shit like that. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people dying there. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So it was it was a crazy, scary, dark and absolutely fascinating time in American history and I think that's probably a big reason why we've done three episodes in a row on it. You know, the the whole Wild West thing has always fascinated me with fucking cowboys and Indians and John Wayne and shit like that, you know. Yeah. And Kurt Russell still being the best Wyatt Earp. Shut up. <laughs> Did I mention, I don't know if I told folks on here, on this podcast already, but so happens that my aunt is related to Wyatt Earp. The actual one, not Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Okay. The real Wyatt Earp. And the funky thing is, she's also related to the Quantrells from the really? Quantrell Raiders. Really? So we we'll, we'll be talking about those guys later on because uh, Quantrell's Raiders had some bad bad motherfuckers in it. Bad mamma jambas, including two of the most famous uh, American outlaws of all time, Frank and Jesse James, mm-hmm. were part of it. And uh, yeah, it was, they were they were a, a band of just fucking bad dudes. Yeah, her uh, her aunt her well, her relatives in Texas actually have a lot of. Uh, Wyatt stuff. No shit. Yeah. I guess they have his gun, I think. Nice. So you got anything else you want to add? Or we, no, uh, I don't have anything. I mean, do you have anything? I, I don't. Um, oh, I did want to take a second and uh, and say that uh, just to you know take a minute and say that we did uh, we did lose somebody this week that uh, kind of a huge inspiration for a lot of the stuff that I've I've always been fascinated with, and that's Art Bell, who was the original host of... Uh, Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. So that was, uh, that one kind of sucked because, like I said, dude, Art Bell was fucking crazy. He was like original gangster when it came to like fucking supernatural podcasts. Like he was the guy that did it for so long before podcasts even existed. You know? Yeah. He's the forever before he got, you know, not forgotten, but you know. No, dude, because that show's never going off the air because George Nori does it now, and he's he's pretty cool, and he's always got guys on there like co-hosting for him when he's busy. And but when Art Bell used to come on, though, oh yeah, and cover for Nori, that was always awesome. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you're just like, oh, George Nori's off tonight. We have a special guest host, and it's Art Bell, and you're like, oh fuck, he's a <laughs> this shit. I don't get yeah. to watch. I don't. I don't really get to listen to it anymore. Yeah, because so. it's on so goddamn late, but. But no, it's like it's it's like uh, you know, like baseball, where some team just like they sign the old dude that nobody wants anymore, and then he comes out and just fucking shuts him down in the ninth inning. And you're just like, that's Art Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. And like I said, he, if it weren't for Art Bell and all the stuff that he did with his show, I probably wouldn't be as fascinated with the stuff as I am. So, other than that. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna like like we said we're uh, we're gonna take a little break from Wild West stuff. We're gonna think our next three we're gonna do some more critters, and then uh, then we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah. So you know it's gonna be a, a happy fun time where we explore some fascinating little. Let's not tell them what they are though. I'm not gonna tell them shit. Exactly. You're gonna find it out yourselves. Spoiler alert! One of the episodes in this three part series that we're gonna do we already recorded, but we're gonna re record it because we thought it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so that's uh yeah it's not true that's true that is true because it was when we were still babies we didn't know what we was doing yet listen you were a baby i was an adult or nah. uh well younger kid he was just a baby he don't know what he doing yet mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well anyway so yeah you can find us on uh several little places so you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher, and we can actually be, uh, we're on Spotify now too. Just got the email about that the other day. That was super fucking exciting. Yeah. And you know, and if you want to, you can find us also on CastBox. Yep. Not GasBox, like I think I just said, but CastBox. <laughs> like if you were to take a podcast and make a box out of it and then take the pod part of it out. Yeah. There exactly. it is. Exactly. What he um, said. We're also on Facebook. Instagram, we're Dark Windows Podcast on Facebook, Dark Windows Pod, all one word on Instagram. And um, we're also on Twitter. We're on Twitter now, thanks on, to thanks to Mr. Kevin over there. On the Twitter. Because I'm younger than him, but more of an old man, and I Twitter scares me. I, I still, um, 
I don't I don't tweet as much as I should tweet. That's why we put my wife in charge of this shit because she knows how to do it and we don't. We're She's... we're old fucks. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all we also have a Gmail address. We're darkwindowspod at gmail dot com. So feel free to email us and tell us how much you hate the show or like the show or whatever. And everything he just said. Yeah. And wherever you listen to it, rate, review, and subscribe. You know, you know the drill. You listen to podcasts. You know what you're doing. Do the things. Yeah. Send us food. Please. We're starving. <laughs> Not by the looks of you. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> Fat boy in your sweatpants. Hey, hey, hey. Easy, easy. Easy. Listen, Cruising I'm washing clothes. Six, four. What? Nothing. <laughs> but, all right, well, we're going to take off. Yeah, folks. So, uh, we're out of here. Later, bitches. Bye. Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now.